Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Thursday, March 9th, 36 degrees, feels like 27, uh, wind is 9 miles an hour out of the west-northwest, or northwest-west, however you want to say it. Um, interesting, I went to bed, it was raining which is fine. Love the moisture in the spring here in Nebraska, the almost spring. Um, took the dog out like three times. Poor thing's got the runs right now. <laughs> and uh, and I think she's out there smelling all the foxes that are coming around. Anyway, uh, still raining. And then finally went to bed again and woke up and there was snow. By the time I came into the studio, there's no snow. So I'm telling you, folks, spring's around the corner. Got a great show lined up. We're going to get right into it because uh, I'm always honored to have any political officer or political candidate come on the show. Why? Because uh, it's an opportunity uh, for a few minutes for them to talk about who they are and their platform and what they've been learning. And I think that's important to all of us to be educated voters and to understand what and who we're voting for. So, Stan Parker, welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, it's great to be back. Yeah. And, and welcome back to you, sort of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Last well, time I was on, you know, you had a sub. Yeah. Well, well you I, I wasn't here either. You that weren't day. either. I was <laughs> like, what? Yeah, like, Johnny where's everybody I, at? Yeah, Johnny and I take a lot of vacations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we had you on when you kicked off the campaign. Yeah. And then you came back on with Doug Fitzgerald, who was always great. does Did awesome, a great job. Yeah, awesome job uh, co-host. Not co-hosting. I, I always say, um, like... He's uh, he's Tom Brady to my Drew Bledsoe. That's what I always say, right? <laughs> but uh, and so you've been out there campaigning, and you know one of the things it's getting closer. But I guess I was really interested in your approach and the way you were going to go about your campaign and building up to bring leadership to the mayoral position. Um, what have you been? Up to what have you been hearing from Lincolnites, and what have you been hearing also from other leaders in the city that I know you've talked to? Yeah, so yeah, great interactions. I've loved it. It's been super informative. Uh, I've been thoroughly enjoyed the the process. So, you know, one of the things we were talking about before we got on air here is I had the opportunity over the last couple of weeks to meet with eleven of the thirteen uh, city directors, which is a big deal to, for me. And kind of who are they, and what's their heartbeat, and and how they wired and how they feel about their job and what do they do in their areas. So again, I would say that any concern that you have within the city, it falls within one of those 13 departments. Right. So who's in those departments is critical, right? And uh, so we would feel in some ways more impact by one of them turning over and depending on who gets in that seat than in the short run than mm -hmm. the mayor. Yeah. Like, because they're the ones on the closest to the ground, quite, quite frankly. And uh, so it's been super encouraging, actually. I didn't know what I would find. Right. Uh, 11 of them have been super, uh, 11 of the 13 have been super gracious and given me a full hour of their time, able to meet in person. Um, they were humble. They were very respectful. And most of them, I don't know. I don't know what I would have expected, but most of them are like Nebraskans. Like, yeah. they are, you know, uh, Pretty conservative, actually, mm -hmm. overall. Uh, care about the city. Very sharp capacity. I was very impressed with, with by far, most of them. 
So I, I kind of walked through that process quite quite encouraged about what I found there, actually. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think my main question would have been, you know, do they care? Because do they care about the city and do they care about their department yes. and area of responsibility? And, of course, the people under their charge. Because that's just such an important thing. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what you're doing. And it's difficult when you're on the outside to know if... Um, city leaders, so to speak, the people that actually make the sausage go, you know, care. Yeah. Or are they also tied up into some of the things we look at with politics and what it sounds like? It's a huge positive experience. Absolutely. I would say by far most of them, I did not feel a major political agenda mm-hmm. pushed at all. As, as a matter of fact, they some of them kind of referenced being able to, to not be in that space. Right. And I picked up a, a very significant heart for the city and heart for the people and the, and the desire to know and connect and be responsive and serve well. Uh, so yeah, I actually, I, I'm super, super encouraged and things I you know, I learned, I even, so I, I talked to Liz who's over, you know, LUT and mm-hmm. utilities and, and transportation. And of course I'm talking about what? Potholes. Potholes. Right? Yeah. Roads. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I heard we f- have filled 50,000 on average yeah. a year. So one thing I found out that <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> it is. So one thing I found out that was super interesting that I did not know. And, and, um, because we're always, we always complain and understandably so. I, one of our teammates on our, with my bridge was out of a car for about a week because he hit a pothole right. and it trashed his car. He had to put yeah, it, put they it in can the be shop. bad. So, uh, but I did not know that uh, there was an app apparently that that you can let them know about these potholes, and they and and Liz said their goal is within forty five minutes to have it repaired. Have it. That's their goal. Repaired and marked, probably. Yes. And I go. So I asked. I asked my teammate. I said. I said, is the problem more that we don't know those things, and so therefore we're frustrated when we hit those potholes, but we don't we don't tell them about it. Right. So I asked my teammate. I go, hey. Did you let people know that? Did, did you let the nice city know about that pothole? And they, he said, "Well, no. Was I supposed to?" I'm like, <laughs> "Valid question." Right? Yeah, well, it's like GI Joe. Knowing is half the battle, and I always say this too because people don't understand what the DMV gets a lot of complaints. There's actually an appointment line, folks. <laughs> like, and what? And I'll, I'll be honest. A couple years back, probably five years back, it was a little difficult to find. And I actually, and I'm sure it wasn't just me. I wrote in and said, "Hey." That's awesome. You have an appointment line, but it's kind of hard to find just in the way you've set up your web browser and stuff. Now, folks, I mean, just type in Nebraska DMV appointment. Boom. You can get an appointment. And it always mm. pains me when I go to the DMV and people come walking in and they're like, hey, <laughs> you know, here's the line. So, again, knowing the tools that are out there right. and how they can be used uh, overall to make the city more efficient yeah. is a good thing. And that's where one of the things for me is I've kind of kind of processed all that I've taken mm-hmm. in is just the importance of engaging the community from a leader, city leadership standpoint. You know, cause, because it's super right to have a, a web page and have information and tools accessible. But if the the city doesn't know about it. Yeah, it doesn't do a lot. Yeah, the community good. members don't understand. It's yes. a tool, and it's there for us. And, yes. and it's kind of like the more we put in, the more we can get yes. back. And there is a real accountability. So again, one of the things you know, we talked early, and uh, I think we we talked about roads, and people talked to me right off the bat. You need to talk about roads, <laughs> and I said I'm not going to talk about roads, but I'm talking about roads because right, it it, it comes up 
all it the does. time. Yeah. All the time. Because that's my biggest question is when you go out and you're introducing yourself to people, I think by this point, people in the city know who you are and you're past just, uh, hey, I'm Stan Parker. Right. Yeah, what are their major issues that mm-hmm. they care about? Yeah. And Rhodes comes up, doesn't Rhodes it? Rhodes comes up every time. <laughs> Virtually every time. But again, one of the things I learned from Liz, who's the Liz Elliott, who's over the LUT, is uh, there is a place because some people want to know where's the money going? Like, mm-hmm. where's our tax money and, and how's it being allocated? Well, she's seeking to be super transparent. You go to the, to the city webpage in her section and they've got laid out. Yeah. Here's the tax dollars. Here's how it break, breaks down. Here's. We're going, you can find a map. Here's the projects that we're working on streetwise. Actually, I was pretty impressed with it. I was like, yeah. oh, I didn't know any of those things, right? Yeah. So once again, the, the, so yeah, all, always, almost always roads come up. And um, crime comes up, mm-hmm. right? Clearly, it's a, it's a very popular one as well. There's a sense of things are going in the wrong direction. Sure. And I don't know that uh, if I had spoken with the uh, um, police union last time we were mm-hmm. Do you remember? <laughs> you had spoken with the union? Yeah. Um, I don't think that we necessarily talked about it. I would just say that I think a lot of people, myself included, we pay attention to the stats. You know, people talk. I've talked a lot about the officer manning with regard to how many people based on the FBI standard. Right. And I think that the stats at times can be misleading mm-hmm. um, because stats can be shaped a way. I, I will say this, though. LPD does do a phenomenal job Absolutely. of posting the stats weekly. Um, I check on them. Um, they're very good about transparency. I think what gets confused is maybe a little bit of the politics around it that go out on the airwaves and then what people because part of community safety is a feel thing. You, sure. you you either feel safe and secure to go downtown regularly. I'm just using an example, folks, or you don't. But I would agree. I think that, you know, numbers can be debated quite a bit. I don't think officers on the street numbers can be debated. But there's different <laughs> ways of doing it. Do you run the wishbone? Do you run the eye formation? <laughs> I would just say that I don't know that that's always been clear to the average citizen. And so most people do feel that I talk to that, hey, we'd like to be a little bit more aggressive on crime mm-hmm. and get some of our numbers down. Well, and, and again, one of the statements that was made to me by one of the officers is that some of the numbers that are down, they're not down because they're not happening. They said they were down because we don't have the manpower to Correct. police them anymore. Correct. And so it's not that they're not happening. So we have to be careful touting numbers that, that could appear to be good, but it doesn't mean our crime is going in the right direction or is in a good place. Well, it's like I say with traffic stops, you've seen mm. they've taken a drastic downturn. You'd go, that's great. Everybody's <laughs> driving safety until you know, well, we don't have a traffic unit right now. Right. And so I, I agree. And that's something that it's good that you get to talk to officers and, and, you know, have an informed decision. And I think that, uh, most of us in the press just try to keep that, you know, not saying that the sky is falling, no. but we could do better yeah, is what absolutely. I think. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I appreciate what you had to say, too, as far as, you know, the whole place of uh, not only it being statistics, but also a sense, mm-hmm. right? People need to feel safe in their community. And, and that's we're in an inter- interesting place. Yeah. And, and again, I again, one of the officers, officers spoke to me and said, he felt like we were in a place where we have to be careful that we don't get used to a level of crime that we shouldn't be used right. to. We shouldn't be willing to accept. 
Correct. So, which I appreciate. Yeah, I think the military term actually, folks. I I said uh, feel is uh, we used to call it and write reports on atmospherics and environmentals. And one of the ways in a war zone, say in a city, um, would be you know soccer fields and playgrounds. Do our children out there at their normal capacity, or are they not? Right. So if kids and families are kind of afraid to let them out on a regular basis compared to another norm. Well, you have an environmental and an atmospheric that something's is true, mm. right? Something's not quite right, and we'd like to restore peace and security so that kids and moms and dads can say, hey, i got no problem going out, you know, yeah. wherever. Yeah, I love that. So you're talking with the people. Doesn't surprise me, roads, security. Um, <laughs> you're getting to know the city leaders. I think that's one of the unique things. What I do recall, and, I, and why I've said I think you're a unique candidate, is you talked about um, kind of – leadership almost um, from a CEO perspective and these subject matter experts in these 13 departments and their importance in really running the city. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, one of of the things I I think that when you think about the role of the mayor, I don't believe that the mayor has the luxury of being too hyper-focused because they've got to be care about the whole of the city because Mm -hmm. you know what? Any aspect of the city is somebody's greatest priority right someone's greatest concern is every part of it so how does a mayor actually be able to be engaged in appropriate way in a helpful way uh, in a meaningful way in the that level of breadth you break it down into 13 departments right and you have and they have the the benefit of being focused hyper focused on the one area you get someone who's talented gifted passionate uh experienced that brings leadership in that area in concert with the mayor. Yeah. So you make those 13 department heads your greatest fo- one of your greatest focuses sure. investing in them, their development, their vision, you know, in collaboration with the community, uh their competencies and then you have the ability to literally. So one of the things I do on a weekly basis right now pretty much, I work with nonprofits, right? Mm-hmm. I'm at the table with leaders and their leadership team. And I'm not controlling, obviously, it's right. their organization, so I'm not controlling it. Right. I'm facilitating the process. But one of the things that's interesting is I'm facilitating that process is I'm learning about their their organization. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm getting insight and understanding. And so I'm joining with them in that in a helpful way, not in a controlling way. Right. But I'm, I'm facilitating the process with them and their team. And uh, that's the way I would envision it with those 13 department heads. You know, it's so interesting to hear you talk, and I think it's because, um, A, you've been in leadership 25-plus years. Mm -hmm. You know, former former athlete, there's there's leadership lessons that come from that where you're both, you know, serving and and playing your role. Um, And I think that you hit on something that's very interesting, which is a collaboration-type leadership approach or, you know... Opposed to a top down, so to speak, yeah. and, and oftentimes people think of those of us in the military as top down, and the reality is it's all collaborated. I used to say, you know, people say, "Well, how'd you lead three hundred people?" I said, "I led ten departments." <laughs> there you go. And you know, those those ten led two, and yes. those two led four, and so you know, when you um, you know trust but verify at times, mm-hmm. but ultimately uh, join in the collaboration of of what I tried to do and and I what I teach as well and I know you do as well, which is you know to grow them, yeah, right, and then you know we're all in it together, and I think that that's a very strength of yours, Sam Parker. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and, hey, and let me say yeah. th- this about that too, because again, I'm I'm so, I'm so passionate about what you were just talking about mm-hmm. because the we are better than me, yeah, <laughs> and so to be able to say. Uh, you know, 
and I tell one of the things I say to our team all the time is, I'm not concerned about what you can do. I'm concerned about what we can right. do. So it's everyone's responsibility to learn the skill. It's not a gift. It's a skill mm-hmm. of how to bring team to bear on your area. Yeah. What does it look like for you as, as you're stewarding a specific area of our organization that you ta- are able to tap the team and bring them to impact as well? So it's not just you impacting that area. Yeah, no, it's it's fascinating. Again, Ron with Stan Parker running for mayor, StanfordLincoln.com. You can read all about him. Uh, we're going to have him on all hour. Uh, we're just really getting a Q&A and back and <laughs> forth on his experience and hoping everybody out there um, gets better informed on who they want to vote for. Yeah, you're, you're one, you've been doing leadership for a long time, and th- there is something to be said for when you lead people. One, you you learn as much as you know, right. and it, it's kind of, it continues to cycle. And so I think that um, as you are learning government a little bit, um, it's new, it's exciting, um, and you bring some fresh thoughts. I want to talk, we're going to take a break here in a minute, um, but then we'll come back for two. I want to talk a little bit about some of the Zooms you're doing and a conversation we talked about with labeling mm. and how uh, in Lincoln, which is a very diverse community, how maybe or maybe not some of the labeling that's going on nationally, and, and I've done it myself, um, isn't quite accurate in, in describing our community mm. and how to get the best out of everybody. Does that make sense? Love it. All right. So, uh, Stan, we've got about 30 seconds. Let's see. Uh, favorite Husker football moment. Got to ask a former <laughs> Husker that. Oh, favorite moment. It'll be different than you think. I have a picture of it, actually. There was before the Oklahoma football game, and uh, they showed up at the same theater that we were at, which uh-huh. never happens. Okay. Anyway, ended up going to Spencer Tillman and I ended up leaving. And hanging out and talking instead of watching the game, instead of watching the movie. <laughs> We're gonna, we'll get this. Okay. We'll, we'll come back with Stan Parker yeah. and finish that story uh, next on KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we're back with Stan Parker running for mayor, StanfordLincoln.com. We were in the middle of me just trying to do some filler, not just politics, and say, hey, got a Husker in here. What was your favorite moment? You were talking Oklahoma, but then you thought of another one with the first start. So what do we got? Well, well, I'll share the Oklahoma one. So so every night on Friday night before games, whether home or away, we go to a movie theater. Uh Uh-huh. And this has never happened before, probably have never happened since, but we, and, and this was back in Lincoln when there wasn't like five movie theaters right, in one right. place. It was one. So we, we roll up in our, in our uh, bus and then we're getting out and all of a sudden we look and Oklahoma's bus pulls up. <laughs> They're walking in the same theater. Oh boy. In the same movie because there's only one theater. Yeah. So, you know, game faces come on, all those kind of things, and uh, we're all kind of all in that in the theater together. And there probably wasn't room for anybody else with two football teams. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Especially because some of us took over two tra- chairs. But yeah, so but looked over, and there was a guy, Spencer Tillman, who was running back at the yeah, time for Oklahoma. Yeah, very good running back. And uh, he had reached out to Doug DeBose, who was our quarterback, or excuse me, our running back running at the time. Back, yeah. He had gotten hurt. The year before, hamstring injury, and so he'd reached out. And so, anyway, went over to just to say, hey, thanks for doing that. Thanks for reaching out to him. Yeah. Struck up a conversation. He and I ended up going, hey, why don't we just go hang out and talk, right? So we <laughs> left the theater, didn't tell the coaches, but yeah. went and left the theater, went over, got some yogurt and sat and talked and found out he was a guy of faith as well. Yeah. And uh, so I said, why don't, we, why don't we pray, you know, after the game? And he said, why don't we pray before the game? So there's a picture, but the Oklahoma game, my senior year, with 
you know, five Nebraska players, five, six Oklahoma players, middle of the field, praying before the game. That's really cool. That was a cool experience. It's really cool how, quote-unquote, you can take your enemies and realize there's a lot of commonalities and and you're just going to compete and call it a day. That's a good story. Thanks, Stan. All right, we'll be back on with Stan. uh, Second segment, 1499.3 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, back here on Thursday, March 9th. Uh, we have not got the drive time Lincoln dip or heat up. Still 36, feels like 27. The wind, though, did pick up one mile an hour more, 10 miles an hour. Johnny's like, good job, you're doing the weather. <laughs> I'm still Jack Riggins, uh, restoring American values and bringing common sense to the capital city, and Johnny Cadillac is executive producing the show. I think I skipped that because I was so excited to get... Oh. Stan maximum time. You uh, you did get to it. Did I? Yeah, because I remember thinking it sounded exactly like the l- last weather forecast we did on yesterday's show. The, um, the intro. I did the weather, yeah. but the intro. He didn't did intro it, you. I, I don't think oh, I did the intro, no. John. Yeah, no, you, I don't think you did You're either. You're failing in your duties. I will give Stan Parker <laughs> a shout out here, though, because I, uh, I had to chuckle just now when we were coming back into the show, and this goes to show all your years of experience in radio as you're telling a story and as soon as the intro hit you just stop mid-story and you're quiet and you get your headset on because you knew we were coming back that's on that's right yeah <laughs> i was I mean, like i could tell he has a background in radio yeah. yeah folks if you've never been on radio we just don't sit here uh in the in breaks and just stare at each other i mean usually we have good uh, conversations it probably should be topics on the show but, you right. know, but we only have so much time mm-hmm. um no we're getting we're just getting to know stan parker more again uh stanforlincoln.com uh, he's running for mayor. He has a unique background in leadership, uh, Christian faith. Um, you know, former Husker. I, th- I said, "Hey, I got to ask him what one of his better moments was," and it was it was pretty cool meeting with the Oklahoma football team in a movie and hanging out with Spencer <laughs> Tillman, and then uh, getting everybody pray pregame yeah. between kind of that brotherhood. So, I mean, I think the point there is it's more than football. Yeah. It's uh, and that's pretty cool. And he's a newbie into politics, really. <laughs> I mean, is, that would be accurate, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, this is your first foray into it, and you're yep. learning a lot. You yeah, talk absolutely. Yep. All the city folks you've been talking to. Yeah, you. it's been a great experience. And, and again, once again, people go, what, what, what's your interest in politics? And I just go, I just don't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I use the word, and you know this, I use the word leadership, yeah. right? I just, I, And I feel like from a, from a standpoint of the role of the mayor, I'm not saying that if you've got a political background that there that won't play and have some sure. benefit that you that brings to the office, but at the end of the day, it is about a leadership position. It's about mm-hmm. culture. It's about strategy. It's about leader leading leaders mm-hmm. of departments. It's about structure. It's about all the things that leadership is is made up of. It's yeah. not about policy <laughs> per, primarily. Well, and it's also about constituents, meaning you are leading the city. And so being able to get feedback, enact feedback, you know, and if it if it can't fit for whatever reason, what time, you know, why? And I think that I've always felt that politicians as a whole um, miss that a lot of times. Like they don't explain the reason things are being done or whatever. In some cases they do. Right. But it just sometimes uh, gets lost. But well, I, and, and as, you, as you say that, a big, a big thing in, in my heart is like, no, we are, as governmental officials, accountable to the yeah. people, right? We represent the people, we're accountable to them. Yeah. So that we should be very transparent with them and we should be making things understandable for them yeah. because. They're the ones that we're ultimately working for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things we were talking about kind of break, but I think it, it's legitimate for the audience, is um, 
the, the finances of of this campaign, if you will, and, and what's going on. And, you know, I know you had a unique way of, of thinking about it when you first came on and, and how you were going to attack that. But w- what has been interesting to you, pro and con, so to speak, yeah. about finances? Yeah. So, again, that, as we were talking a little bit, I think our system's a little broke right mm-hmm. now, you know, because there are – I had someone the other day make a statement to me that I found a little bit offensive in a sense for, for all of us. Right. And it said that money wins – elections right when he always wins and i just go that's not good you know well i'll say it a lot stronger that's terrible folks (laughs) that's terrible in the american constitutional republic that money sways that much right so it should not be that so how does it so the question is how does it right Mm -hmm. because they're not paying people to vote for them right so it's by and the way i say it 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 is by uh you can pay for impressions Mm -hmm. right so i say Impressions versus inspections, right? We should be making our decisions about who we're going to vote for based on inspection, which takes us asking questions, researching, right. being active. Impressions are passive. Impressions can be bought. Uh, inspections must be earned along the way. Right. And so if we allow our decision-making about who we're going to vote for to go just by mere impressions, how many pictures can I get put up? Mm-hmm. You know, how many signs, how many door hangers, how many, you know, 30-second ads, and I'm going to do those, those those things. But, man, that's why I'm hosting every Tuesday and Thursday night. I host Zoom meetings to, to go, let's move this conversation beyond mere marketing messaging. Right. And uh, come and get to know me. Hear my heart. Yeah. Ask your questions that you want. I want to give real access to me in that way. So, anyway, I've got a belief in Lincoln that moves beyond that. That's why I wasn't going to try to, for numerous reasons, as we talked about last time, raise hundreds of thousands of dollars. I didn't feel like that was necessarily necessary. Um, and um, so didn't go approach it that way. Didn't want to be beholden to anybody and, mm-hmm. and, and their investment in me that way. Have a few people of affluence, have too much influence in me and my campaign. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the whole, f- you know, financial fiscal responsibility in the midst of it as well. You know, so have you seen my posters? Around I have, now? yeah. All right, so... So I could have spent four hundred thousand dollars on billboards, right? Or I could spend six-ish thousand dollars that I spent on those boards mm-hmm. that, and you have the same, like you see them. Yeah, I've seen. So them. as far as the impression and getting a sense of exposure from of what that can do, so that's why I go. People, there's an article that came out. You didn't see it. We talked about this mm-hmm. before, but uh, came out this week and was looking at the amounts of money that people look at, uh, the amounts of money that the three candidates have raised. Right. You know, I'm a fraction you know, <laughs> of what the other two. But now you go, okay, so just let's take that one example, right? So you've got me who spent $6,000 on 4 by 8s and signage. yard sign and signage, and I had some very committed, dedicated volunteers who went around and talked to people and got partnerships in with them and put it up. And that was all free of just people right. who were vested in, in partnering with me and, and making this run. And, uh, and the result is the same, I believe, as mm-hmm. the $400,000 I had spent on. And this is not, I'm not trying to knock anybody. I'm just right. trying to make a point here. 
So add four hundred thousand dollars from the effect standpoint to my bottom line. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's where I just go. Yeah, I think there's a different way to do it. I think it's a, a different way to do it that can be effective and can get your message out and have you be felt. And I several. I was at a coffee shop the other day, meeting with actually one of the city directors, and I was walking out, and someone goes, "Stan Parker." I'm like, "Hi." Yeah. Trying to remember, do I know you? <laughs> and uh, she. She's, and fortunately, she bailed me out quick, and she introduced herself, and she said, I've seen your signs around town. Yeah. So, again, I, I don't let the money deceive you into in the effectiveness of what's happening out there. Yeah, and I think you're talking just as a private citizen, as we were talking off air, is that both of us believe money's gotten too out of control yes. in politics. Uh, our system was not created that way. It was just simply, uh, you know, anybody could run, and you get your name out there, and you get people to get to know you and uh you know hopefully as time goes on in america we can reel that in from the national level down to the local but great i think and i think it's worth saying again impressions versus inspection and i talk often about not making emotional decisions when it comes to voting because everybody is out there pulling from social media on emotional things opposed to, Hey, let's try to get to know that person. And it's neat that you do the zooms. And it's also neat because when you first came in here and first started this, you said you were going to do it a different way. And I applaud you for sticking by that and doing it and exploring it in a way that makes sense to you fiscally responsible and is literally leadership in action, which is just carry out my vision and we'll see but you're making yourself available to people so that they can inspect mm-hmm. and ask questions. Yeah. And and that's, I think, uh, a good thing. Um, whether it helps you or not, I don't know right now. <laughs> we'll right? find out. But, I mean, there's something to be said about sticking to your guns and your word. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's been a great experience learning a ton. And, again, those Zoom calls has been, have been a blast getting a chance to meet Lincolnites, mm-hmm. hear their questions. And we were talking a little bit. It'd be interesting to talk about this a little bit again. We were talking about the label thing, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I just I just don't like labels, right? So what party are you in? What race are you in? What, whatever you whatever you are. And then to categorize someone underneath all that. So I had a gentleman on my call. I had a great – he had some questions. He was kind of pressing in a mm-hmm. good way, you know, challenging in a sense uh, with his questions, some of the things we were talking about around law enforcement. And he said at the end, he said – he goes, we probably wouldn't agree on very much. And uh, I was intrigued by that because we hadn't talked very much. So how does he know that, right? <laughs> right. So we ended up being able to uh, have an appointment outside. He goes, do you want, can I, I have more questions. Can I jump back on another Zoom call? Should we do it another way? I said, hey, let's just get together. So we got together this past Saturday, and I started out with that question. I said, why did you say that? And so he began to explain. He goes, I'm more progressive in my thinking. Right. I said, well, so give me an example. So we talked about law enforcement. And he gave me, you know, he took about five, ten minutes of just things that he's thought and processed and researched. Mm-hmm. And he got done, and I go, I agree with every single thing, every single thing you just said I agree with. Mm-hmm. He's like, really? I said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said, that's why I don't like labels. Right. Because you have labeled me and you assumed right. that we would not be in agreement on some critical things that were important to you, but actually we are. We had a great conversation. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's one that's really cool that A, you're, you're doing those things, but I also think that's just naturally how you are mm-hmm. um, that, you know, it, even though you're, and by the way, great transition to labeling another great radio host, you know, teaching teaching the young guy here how to do it. Uh, but you can listen, and listening is such an important part of leadership. 
And, you know, take it from a really outgoing guy. Again, mm-hmm. another skill set you have to develop, and you can, just like you can develop leadership skill right. set. Um, and I think oftentimes what we find, if we can have those conversations, is you may disagree a little bit on how to accomplish that, maybe. But, again, once we sit down and talk, we see a lot. And I agree, the city is very diverse, and I've tried to cover a lot of topics but we're selling ourselves short when we just say Republican Absolutely. and Democrat or far right, far left. Yeah. I mean, there is just labels uh, really um, stovepipe us. Yeah. When I like to think of just, you know, human beings, human society. OK, Lincoln has its own culture, you know, and explore those things so that we really can talk truthful about hard issues, you know, things that a mayor will have to, you know, work on. Yeah. There's a number of things that are true about me Mm -hmm. that, uh, but I don't want them reduced to a label that then carries with it all the stigma of whatever you interpret that to mean, or whatever experience you may have had with someone who wears that same label that is different, is, is not me. Right. Right. So yeah, just the importance of it. And then being able to, Bring together and, and that diversity and the strength of diversity, be able to listen to one another like you were talking about. You know, one of the things that I say often is, I know what I know. <laughs> I don't know what you know. Right. I want to know what you know so that I can grow. Right. That's right. A, a kind of a way I kind of process things yeah. al- along the way as well. So. Yeah. I think the old saying Donald Rumsfeld uh, queued it up for us is, we know what we know, and we don't know what we don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and so, I, and I, I think it's. I always enjoy radio. Gives me a chance to interact with people. I enjoy learning as well, and and talking. And I think oftentimes that is one of the major problems societal wise we do have right now is too many labels and not enough. Just sitting down and communicating, and then we come away with far different perspective on people. Um, you know, you have, and I don't know um, if you would be willing to, but. Um, We've got some time. Is I thought it was interesting how you took Lincoln mm-hmm. and really uh, made it into a core cornerstone of um, what you're standing for and what your campaign is. Um, do any one of the other, you know, leadership, integrity, Nebraska, collaboration, opportunity, law enforcement, neighbors, does any one or the other stand out to you more importantly when you think about, um, you know, if you were to win the race and, you know, become our mayor? Yeah, and, and uh, I'm beating the same drum. That's okay. <laughs> so, That's okay. Yeah, it would be it would be leadership. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that was kind of a softball question. I was like, <laughs> oh, I know which one he's going to go for. <laughs> well, and in, in, in everything, I believe everything rises and falls on leadership. Right. right? And it, it is so critical. And we know when. Here's the interesting thing. Um, I think because so often there's a dearth of leadership in our culture. Mm-hmm. So we're used to functioning without great leadership. When you get a strong leader in some in in a position, you know it, and all of a sudden you go, "Oh, this is what this is what a leader can do. This is right. the difference that a leader can make." I mean, I, again, let's go into sports world for a minute. So you have a Lou Holtz. So I'll mm-hmm. go way back, yeah. right? So Lou Holtz goes. I to, mean, if people don't know who Lou Holtz is here in Nebraska, <laughs> I don't know if you should be Nebraska. Right. Right? <laughs> so go back to when you went to Notre Dame, right? So Notre Dame, every single year before he got there, they literally had the top recruiting class in the nation every year, and they were they were average mm-hmm. every year. They never they always underperformed. One thing changed. Lou Holtz came, right? And within I think it was two years, he won the national championship. Yeah, right. 
it's a difference that a leader makes yeah. in, into a thing. So that's why I'm so big on leadership. We can look at all these granular things that are important at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, it is that leadership is, is critical. So whether we're talking about the mayor or whether we're talking about those 13 department heads, you get the right people in the right seats mm-hmm. that have leadership push and capacity, and you see some magic happen. Yeah, well, and, you know, it, it's true. I mean, some people will be like, I don't know what those guys are talking about. Um, I think people with a sports background, military, or any kind of company that's been successful or you've been to multiple, it's one of these things where when you have it, you don't necessarily know it. Things are good. But once you don't have it, <laughs> all kinds of red alerts go up because you know you know when you're on a good team and you know when you're not. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, it's leadership. Yeah. And leadership sets kind of that tone and that standard. And I do think that a mayor can be that, you know, for yeah. a city and and should try to be, right? Yeah. It's just whether or not, um, you know, they, they have the tools or look at it that way. And uh, and I would also suggest to all the candidates, uh, much like Stan and, and I do, you, you can always learn yes. leadership. It's not just because, you know, we did it this way doesn't mean you can't grow. And, and honestly, if you're going to lead a city, you should probably aspire to always yeah, grow. Love right? it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when I think about that leadership uh, posture and the importance of people ask me, which is a fair question. Well, what's your vision for, for Lincoln? And, uh, you know, one of the things is I've really thought that through over the last year plus. I thought, man, really, my vision is that you Lincoln would be a place where your vision can come to life. Right. That's where I think you have to be a little careful when, you, when you're talking about the role of the mayor. Yeah. Because you don't want to superimpose your agenda over a city. Yeah. Right? You're supposed to be creating a, that's why, in my vision, be, man, we'd be a city that, that can, people can thrive. Individuals can thrive. Organizations can thrive. Families can thrive. Right? Yeah. That your vision can come to life. It's not about my vision. My yeah. vision would be that your vision would be able to come to life in this city. Yeah, there was one thing um, with this high rise. It was being debated, and I thought there was a great line in there. And I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. It's it, you got to think deeper than this, folks. But the developer, I believe, was saying, you know, we want to attract people from Chicago and San Francisco and all these places, and and that could be. But I would submit that it is okay if the culture of your city, meaning our city, if that isn't in our vision. That's okay. Right. It, you don't have to expand if you don't want, you know, and maybe we want that, maybe we don't. But I do think you hit on a good point, which is dangerous when politicians push agendas yeah. opposed to responding to the people. Yes. And, and I've often said, you don't have to be ashamed that you're Nebraskan. You don't have to be ashamed that you're a Lincolnite. No. Let's build it for the best of, of what we want. And that doesn't always mean that's the same thing L.A. wants or Boston, mm. right? Love it. Um, we're on with Stan Parker. Um, we'll come back, finish up here. He's running for mayor. You can find him at stanfordlincoln.com. Um, I've really enjoyed this so far, and we'll try to get all the candidates that will come on to, um, you know, tell tell you about who they are so you can inspect them. Because <laughs> that's uh, the best way to uh, figure out where your valuable, valuable vote should go. Because voting matters and leadership matters. All right, folks, KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. 
All right, finishing up with Stan Parker here, running for mayor, StanfordLincoln.com. Uh, N is the last thing on, on kind of your platform for Lincoln. Yeah, so you have to go to my website, yeah. Lincoln, L-I-N-C-O-L-N. So, yeah, link the N, which is actually not filled out on the webpage yet. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, this it's it's more of a heart thing, right? So neighbors mm-hmm. is the last N. And we were talking a little bit off the air. You said uh, that uh, our country needs to quit dividing and that's really the spirit of that uh, that last one, right? So the other one had more teeth to it. This one's just more like, man, can we can we recognize that we're neighbors first, mm-hmm. right? Instead of being whatever the party, whatever the ideology, whatever the thing, and and even the. So I was thinking the other day, I had a great conversation with someone. You know, Nebraska so often it's like the last place to get stuff. You right. know, it starts out in the coast right, and right. it comes into Nebraska, whether it's music or whatever. Yeah, and uh, you know, let's. Let's let that hate stay out. Yeah. Let's or let's kick it out because yeah. there's probably been some that's coming to our mm-hmm. in our community. Sure. Let's let's stay way behind yeah. on that. Nothing and, wrong and, with that. And recognize that we're neighbors at the end of the day. We got to make this thing work. Yeah, we're all in it together. We got to make this thing work. Yeah. Stan Parker, really appreciate coming in. Yeah. Well, uh, love to if have, you can love to come here. back, I, I love talking with you, and I'll keep uh, talking to the other candidates and see if I can get them in. But you're always welcome. Appreciate it. All right, Stan Parker. Check it out on the podcast, KLN.com, and it will be posted on Twitter, and I will repost it, 1499.3 KLIN.